Welcome to Disrupting Obesity. I'm Charlotte Skeins, and I'll be sharing ways to regain control over your body and lose an extreme amount of weight naturally. Being fat is about so much more than just the food. It's about your relationship with food. That means that dealing with your weight is about more than just the food too. You have to change that relationship. You have to start disrupting obesity. This quote has been credited to like a half dozen people, but whoever said it was absolutely right. What other people think of you is none of your business. People are going to have opinions about your weight loss, just like they have opinions about your weight, and they're not all going to be polite or pleasant. I got to the point where I pretty much stopped telling people how I was losing my weight. Even if they asked me a super direct question, I would just be like, oh, you know, the usual. And then they could fill in the blanks with however they thought I should be losing my weight. I know it isn't easy, but try to ignore other people's opinions. Try. Because everybody's got one. And when it comes to weight loss in particular, opinions can be a lot. Even now, I've been told I'm still too fat to be doing what I'm doing. Seriously. And let's keep in mind that I'm in the healthy range for my height, and I have a team of doctors who have no issue with my current size. None. On the other hand, I've been told I've gotten so thin I'm completely out of touch, that someone as small as me couldn't possibly understand what it's like to be obese anymore. And I think that's horseshit, by the way, and I've crunched the numbers. I spent 20 years overweight or obese. I think that's enough to be able to remember what it was like. I've been told I haven't lost enough weight to have an opinion of my own, which, okay, I'm not sure what your criteria is for enough if 200 pounds once and then 110 pounds the second time doesn't cut it because it seems like enough to me, but whatever. I'm not sure how many people you've met who've lost more than 200 pounds, but I haven't met very many, fewer who lost that weight without surgery. It's like less than a dozen, but okay. And I've been told I've lost too much weight for my opinion to be relevant which I think that's pretty cute too. I guess it's maybe too much weight to be relevant to someone with only a few pounds to lose, but given how many few pounds I did take off, it still kind of feels a little bit relevant to me. So you're going to run into opinions and you can't win. There's really not much you can do about that part. And it's really not about you. People's opinions are almost always about them and not really about you at all. I was surprised when I started losing my weight. I, I'm still kind of surprised, actually, but I really just couldn't believe the things that people were willing to say to me. And I don't know if it was the stuff that the people who knew me said or the stuff complete strangers would say that threw me off more. At first, people just really liked to tell me that I was doing it wrong. I was losing my weight the totally wrong way. Like if there was a right way to do it, I had gone as far in the other direction as they thought was possible. Way, way out there. And I mean, to be fair, like, when you look at all the commonly held diet beliefs and the whole diet culture when I was in my 20s, I kind of was doing it wrong. I mean, there's more of a push now for dieting to be slightly less miserable. There's the anti-diet diets and the whole intuitive eating thing. But losing weight back then was supposed to be a miserable experience. So I lost my weight between Atkins and Keto. Right. I tried Slim Fast and Weight Watchers. I tried Curves for a minute, but after I passed out, I was way too embarrassed to go back. Nobody then was talking about intermittent fasting the way we do now. Single food diets were a thing. I think they've probably always been a thing. And seeing them pop up even now, it's just, it's so discouraging because I don't understand how anybody could think that it's smart or safe or fair to tell someone with more than a hundred pounds to lose that they should just eat the same thing at every meal and they'll get their weight off and it'll be fine. I mean, that's just nuts, right? 
there isn't a chance in hell I could have eaten the same few things on repeat for more than two years. There's just no way. I mean, for a few weeks to drop a few pounds, maybe, maybe, probably not, but maybe I could have done it. So when people asked me how I was losing the weight and I told them that I was eating whatever I wanted, but only at night, they would look at me like I had snakes in my hair. I had people call me a liar, like right to my face in the moment. Maybe not, hey, you're lying, but comments like, well, I'm pretty sure there's more to it than that, or it's fine. It's fine not to want to say. I mean, that's all just some pretty transparent code for I think you're lying. Arguing or trying to prove somehow that I wasn't it didn't get me anywhere. So I gave up on that pretty quickly. Sometimes I think people, I think they wanted me to be punished. People would say things with the subtext of like, it's supposed to be hard. You did this to yourself. You deserve to suffer. I mean, they'd sugarcoat it, but that was basically the deal. People are going to make up their minds in a big hurry. That's what our brains have evolved to do, make judgments fast. So they're going to judge quickly. And the landscape's a little different, right? It didn't happen often, but I had it happen where people believed I'd had surgery and I was hiding it. But I think that's only because bariatric surgery wasn't nearly as common in Canada when I lost my weight the first time. I mean, I was told I wasn't big enough and I had a BMI of 61.8 and I ended up losing 63% of my body mass. So I always thought that what that meant was that I had maxed out the chart and I was in super morbid obese territory. But when I was researching this episode and crunching my old numbers, I found a new classification. And apparently now hitting a BMI of at least 60 meant that I was actually in hyper obese waters. And that's not a term that I'd seen before. I'm really not quite sure how I feel about that yet. I mean, it doesn't really matter, right? I think I'm more upset that we've needed to add another classification to the list than I am about the fact that I was in it. The obesity crisis is growing. The first time I lost my weight, it was really uncommon to see a BMI of 61.8. I couldn't even get clothes easily in Canada. Obesity just wasn't as prevalent. Well, now it's prevalent enough that it needs a whole new category. So there's that. But please don't think for a second that it offends me or something to have people assume I had surgery. Maybe it did a little initially because I didn't understand what happens when someone has weight loss surgery or what it's like for them. And because it was so hard for me to get the weight off, like I really struggled. For a long time, losing 200 pounds was the hardest thing I'd ever done. What I've learned, though, is that losing a lot of weight, no matter how you do it, is very difficult. The surgical options aren't an exception. They're damn hard, too. My issue with bariatric surgery has nothing to do with the level of difficulty or the work that goes into it. Not at all. I've got nothing but respect for anybody who goes that route. My issue isn't even with the recidivism rate. It's the same for the surgeries as it is for everything else. So that really wouldn't be fair. It's all super high. We're talking like 85% across the board. So no, the number of people who gain their weight back isn't part of my issue with surgery either. My issue with the surgeries is the lack of mindset work. It's the fact that they're addressing the physical issues without dealing with the mental and emotional side of extreme weight loss. If you're losing weight because you don't have a choice, It's physically impossible to take in more calories than your body needs, at least initially. If that's why you're losing weight, that's how your weight loss is happening, then what happens later on? What happens is you get closer to your goal weight or none of the stressors and struggles and conflicts from your life have changed. What happens when your weight's off and you haven't changed your relationship with food? 
well, you put your weight back on. That's what happens. Most people put it back on within five years and most of them gain an additional 25% on top of their starting weight. And again, that's across the board. It's everything. Every plan, diet, pill, shake, all of it. And it's why we need to change the conversation. What we're doing to deal with obesity isn't working at all. The fact that virtually every single solution we have for obesity does absolutely nothing to change the underlying relationship with food is the whole reason I'm here. We need a better way and we need a safe space where we can talk about it. So no, I don't have a problem with people thinking I lost my weight with surgery. I do need to talk about losing so much weight without surgery though, because I need to show people who don't want to lose their weight that way that it is possible. Because that's a thing right now too, right? Toxic diet culture is basically telling anybody with more than 100 pounds to lose that the only possible way that they can do it is with surgery. And that's not true. And I talk to people all the time who are terrified of surgery and feel trapped and like they've got no options at all. And it's not true. It can be done. And it can be done in a way that deals with your relationship with food so that you've got a long-term solution and you're not stuck on the yo-yo. I want to be as loud as I can about this stuff for when toxic diet culture tries to get into your head. The other thing I never had to contend with was Ozempic or any of those diabetes meds that are being used for weight loss. Fenfen was still kind of a thing, and I I think it still is in some places, but it wasn't nearly as widespread or as readily available as the new drugs are. I just saw an ad on Facebook the other day for a company that's selling one of those new ones online to Canadians here. The whole thing scares me, and it pisses me off for a whack of reasons, but I kind of went into that in episode 10, so I won't do it here. So I didn't have to deal with people assuming that I was using weight loss drugs and the whole Ozempic thing can get pretty heated because of, you know, the whole taking medication when other people may need it and then driving up the price, that whole thing. So it's pretty loaded. And I'm glad I didn't have to deal with that. I feel like I had enough on the go, mostly because there was no real cultural awareness of intermittent fasting, right? It wasn't something we were really talking about then. And I definitely didn't know that what I was doing was called intermittent fasting. I actually just said to people that I was only eating at night, like late at night, six to midnight late. So people didn't just heavily imply that I was lying. They would flat out tell me I was crazy. I also got a lot of, that won't work. You're wasting your time. Nobody can lose weight that way. You're going to put it all back on. You're going to make yourself sick. You'll screw up your metabolism. Like it just kept coming. And you're probably going to get most of those too probably all of them, right? I know telling you to ignore it isn't helpful. And you already know that the only part of this equation you've got any control over is the way you react to it. Arguing doesn't help. Life's not a debate club. And you're really, really not likely to change anybody's mind anyway. So I let that one go. Building yourself up helps. The more self-assured you are and the better you feel about yourself, the more manageable this is all going to be. You deserve a healthy body, period. And how you get there isn't up to anybody but you. I know exactly how hard it can be to believe in yourself and feel capable, especially of taking on something as massive as losing a lot of weight. It's so hard to do that when you've got a lot of weight to lose. All of the messaging is telling you that you're not capable of doing this, that if you were capable of doing it, you wouldn't be obese in the first place. Well, I'm here to tell you that's bullshit. Everybody likes to talk about the ways past behavior is the most reliable predictor of future behavior. No. Not this time. It's not going to help. Knowing that this is coming will help because being blindsided by other people's miserable opinions sucks. It really does. 
I mean, I really thought, like, I truly, truly thought that the people I knew would all be supportive and happy for me. And never in a million years did I think that strangers and people who barely knew me would have the nerve to say the things that they did. I really hope that nobody says anything to you about the way that you're losing your weight, about your body, about how long it takes you, just about your journey generally. I think it's unlikely that everybody in your life and everybody you encounter will be able to keep their mouths shut. But I sure do hope so. But this is also coming from someone who had a guy drive all the way back around my block one day to scream at me when I was mowing the lawn because he thought I was too fat and I wasn't trying hard enough. More than a few times, I had people comment on my groceries. I've been given suggestions on what I should do instead of what I was doing, what I should wear instead of what I was wearing. So I have some experience with other people's opinions that definitely help to shape and form my own. And you probably do too. Only sharing the parts of your weight loss journey that you're comfortable and confident talking about, that helps. I was okay with telling people I ate at night and I ate whatever I wanted, just less of it, because it was working. It was the only thing I had ever done to lose weight that was actually working. So I really didn't give a shit what anybody thought and nobody was going to scare me off course. I was confident. That didn't change. What changed was my comfort level. I stopped feeling comfortable talking about my weight loss because of the way people reacted to it, because of the stupid and shitty things that they would say. Now, clearly I got over it. I got over being afraid of talking about a lot of things after the whole almost dying bit. You don't owe anybody an explanation of how or why you're losing weight. It's nobody's business but yours. Keep trying, keep tracking, don't be intimidated and don't give up. You've totally got this. Thank you for listening to Disrupting Obesity. If you know it's time to take back control, lose the weight and keep it off, reach out to me privately with a direct message on Instagram that says ready so you can start disrupting obesity.